Welcome to the Playing the Game podcast with your hosts, Brock White and Cody Ransom. This podcast is the place for all things baseball, hunting, and entrepreneurship. These two guys have put in the work and have the stories and advice to back it up. Brock is a longtime business owner, and Cody played pro ball for over 18 years. Driven deep to left field. There it goes. See ya. A long home run for Cody Ransom. The one thing that brings these two guys together is hunting. Babe Ruth said it best. Never allow the fear of striking out to keep you from playing the game. This is the Playing the Game podcast, presented by Rolly White RV. All right, hey everyone. Uh, welcome to Playing the Game, episode two. Uh, we are here with uh, Brock White, last week's uh, interviewer. Uh, he's on the table, where he's under the microscope this week. So, um, welcome. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to know a little bit about him, but, uh, man, what do we got? We got dad, business owner, husband, uh, hunter, friend, adrenaline junkie, you name it. Yeah. Um, why don't we uh, get into a little bit of your background, and then we'll start um, getting to know you a little bit. Okay. Catch us up. So, uh, like, where are you from? You know, where'd you grow up? I grew up here. I grew up here is. Arizona, Mesa. Mm-hmm. Grew up in Mesa, Arizona. Was born there my whole life. And I moved down the street to Gilbert. So I'm pretty boring in that <laughs> aspect. And then my wife is from Mesa, down the street from me. So, yeah. We didn't go too far. I think we got that in common. Uh, yeah. Both of us, but you you say that, but I mean you've traveled quite a bit, um, you know, especially as you've gotten older. I think uh, work and fun, yeah. <laughs> but I think I think uh, like the title of this you know, our podcast is playing the game, and I think you kind of epitomize that with with everything you do. Um, kind of elaborate on on you know where you went to school, how you got into what you're doing now. Um, you know, and, and let's go from there. Okay, so I went on a church mission, and I went to South America for a couple of years, and I got back, and my really close friend <clears throat> was selling cars, and it looked so cool, because he always had a different car he was driving, and I just, I was young and dumb, and I was like, that is, that's so cool. And he just sells it and gets a new one. Like, I got ADHD, so this driving a new car all the time, like, really sounds awesome. So, I was, I really just did it so I could go to college and have a way to make money to put myself through college. Okay. And so, we, I went out and got a dealer license, and I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, oh, here's this packet. I filled it out, sent it in. They rejected it. (laughs) 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 They couldn't read it, I guess. And then I, what I realized was what they were doing was weeding out people. 
so that it was very difficult to get the license I was getting. But I was like really persistent. <clears throat> you would send the license in, and six weeks later they would reject it, send it back, and you would they would say, "Oh, this paper right here, it needs uh, to you need the, this new one." And they'd send the new one. So this you need to fill this one out and have this one notarized. I, I remember I looked at both of them and I read them word for word as the same paper. <laughs> <laughs> so just busy work more than anything, right? Yeah, it was crazy. And I I got a retail license. I didn't realize it was very difficult to get one. But I just got it. There are other easier avenues to go now. Look, Now that I've been through what I went through, I'm glad I did. It taught me to persevere, just keep going. It taught me that business, you have this great idea, and then you got to do all this work. Right? <laughs> it just doesn't come, right? No. <clears throat> so I finally get the license, and I get married, like, right the same time that I get the license, and I get married all the same time. Everything, like, happened right then, and then... I started going to these car auctions and buying cars. I had, I had a truck that I had paid cash for from just saving my money as a teenager, and I had ten grand. I sold the truck for ten thousand bucks. I had ten grand. I used all that money to. That's why I started my money to flip the cars with. Really? Yeah, just use that, pay cash for it. And just start buying cars, flipping them, saving money, growing it, building up more more inventory. I was going to school and I was and everyone asked me, like, Hey, what what law school do you want to go to? What are you gonna do? Because I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. <laughs> My brother's in law school. I didn't know what I'm like, well I wanted to be a doctor and then I took biology like you didn't want to be a doctor anymore i was like well that sucks <laughs> i'm out on that one. and then i told everybody <coughs> i i saw my friends that were dentists they're going to dental school and they had to go ochem or something i took a chemistry class like i i had to to graduate mm -hmm. right you had to also right mm -hmm. yeah. i don't i don't know what went on there <laughs> <laughs> just make it through those ones I yeah. we had I had someone sit next to me. I'm like, <laughs> let's share some information here. Help Come me on. out here a little yes. bit. So <laughs> I realized that I'm not going to be a doctor. I'm not going to be a podiatrist. Dental's out. <laughs> default lawyer. <laughs> the the <laughs> default buttons. <laughs> I don't think lawyer's a good default gig. Well, just I didn't know what else to right. like. So when, because people always ask you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you going to do? Like, did people ask you, like, what are you going to do after baseball? Yeah, all the time. Like, what are you going to do? What are yeah. you going to do? I'm like, so they're like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to be a lawyer. Oh, cool. Because my mom would ask me, like, all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a lawyer. Just, I'd tell her, so she'd get off my back. And so then, I'm like, I to be honest, I remember the, the day, like, it was, just got back from my honeymoon we were at the bank 
like joining our accounts together, like all those mm-hmm. things you have to do. Right. And my mother-in-law was there. She's like, "Hey, when are you gonna get a new job? Uh, when are you going to get a real job?" Mm. You know, he just married my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> got to take I care of her. Got one. And I was like, "Well, I'm selling cars." <laughs> and to be honest it was it was hard because a used car salesman isn't like in society you think of a used car salesman and you think that it's not a glorious job no (laughs) that's like (laughs) the worst man yeah it's like up there with uh Oh, just salesmen in general. I'd just hear people just, I'd go somewhere and I'd just hear a group of people bashing all this salesman. And I'm like, I'm a salesman. <laughs> I sell used cars. <laughs> it's different. I'm a greasy used car. Greasy. <laughs> so, but the way I looked at it was I would have these people come to me and like say, hey, like, I want to have this amount of money. I need to get the best car with this dollar amount. I felt, hey, man, like, I'm saving these people money. They can get a nicer car. And I was just really honest with them. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I had to make a ton of money. It was just me. So, and I realized, like, you treat people good, you're honest, you return phone calls. Then they tell people about you. Then I have this huge clientele list. People just calling me wanting cars. And I was, you know, I was doing all right. Mm-hmm. And I remember the day I had to tell my mom that I wasn't going to go to law school. I'm going to graduate, get my bachelor's, which I'm proud of. Me and my wife both, we got our bachelor's. We got through school without debt. We paid for it. You're winning right there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You're so far ahead of like, everybody else. In the- we worked both had full-time jobs. We, we just went to school. We had night school we'd go to and weekend schools. We'd, I mean, we we're pretty busy. And it's crazy when I graduated, it's like, oh, man, I'm going to have all this free time. And it's weird how you fill it up. Yeah. It, it's you're, You are uh, probably one person that I've found is – probably more busy than I am and that's uh I, I I look at that and go Gee, I don't know how he's got the time for it I don't that's funny is like it's calmed down a lot like these last couple of years for me has been way better but that's I mean those first I had a really good situation because my wife was she worked really hard too mm-hmm. so and she didn't really press me on what I wanted to do. To be honest, I never knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I just kind of found opportunities and followed them. Because, like, I didn't ever dream of, like, owning a used car lot. Didn't really want that. But I did like helping people out. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of followed it. It felt right. And then the economy crashed. Do you remember that? The Great Recession? Vividly. Vividly. Yeah. So. um, That was a weird time. Yeah, it was. There was uh, was a lot of, I mean, 
it wasn't the 1920s, but it was, uh, there was definitely some stuff that uh, I, I still don't know has recovered some people. Yeah. Yeah. People switched careers and lost jobs, lost homes. You know, I, I know people that still haven't really recovered from it. And even the economy was so good for yeah. all this stuff. It's kind of like a weird recovery, I feel like, but the, we, the car market got really weird. Like, I would, would they be able to go to, there's like four auctions in the valley here in Phoenix. And I didn't have to do too much research, and I could easily get inventory without too much effort. I could just show up and just buy five cars, and I'm set. And then the economy hit, and used car prices went up. Margins got tight at the auctions, so I had to, like, get better. (laughs) (laughs) Do work now, huh? I was like, wow, this is getting harder. So then I had to figure out, oh, we can shop online. So we can, I can, instead of doing five auctions, I can actually shop 50 auctions. And I'm going to be very specific on the vehicles I want. And that's what we did. And that worked for a little bit. And then margins got tighter. And I just said, okay, we got to find new ways to make this happen. So we started buying wrecked vehicles and putting them together. And we did that for a while. <clears throat> and it was, it was okay. We are grinding it out. And I was always hoping that like, the market would turn back. And it just wasn't doing it. And I had a friend come up to me. Hey why don't we sell trailers? It's like, I don't want to take your, take away from what you're doing with the red cars and all that. So what do you think about that? It's like, you know what? I know where the auctions are to get them. I have two trailers I rent right now. So let's do it. So by trailers you're talking about? Like toy haulers, travel trailers, um, RVs. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we said that in the intro, but, uh, you want to talk about your your company a little bit, or we'll get to it. Okay, gotcha. Get what well, we're getting no, there. No so problem. use car salesman, mm-hmm. <laughs> two trailers, to body shop. <laughs> gotcha. Which, you know, when I I served my mission out in South America, mm-hmm. so I spoke Spanish. Where I was selling my vehicles to was all Latinos. I would where, say where in South America, uh, Chile. Okay. Santiago, mm-hmm. and so I was parked on Broadway and Stapley, and if you know that area, it's it's more of a Latino community, mm-hmm. and I use my Spanish every day, and it's awesome, because if it was good for me, because if you don't use your Spanish, you'll lose it quickly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was good because now I don't speak as much. And I could see a decline. It's a mm-hmm. bummer. Like, I understand it still, but the speaking part, yeah. it's a little bit dip, more difficult. Right. Um, so, the trailer thing came along, and we started buying trailers. We started doing pretty good. It was kind of fun. Like, people are buying trailers. Like, they are excited. They're not buying... When someone's buying a car, it's because they have to. Mm-hmm. They're buying a car for me. Like, it's like a 
$5,000 car. It's not like a brand new. They're not getting excited about it. Right. It's like my daughter's got to drive to school. And the best thing about a trailer, there's no check engine light. <laughs> no check engine light. Like, that's like, I get anxiety about buying a car, driving it home to, to the lot. The check engine light going to come on. You're just waiting. Right. So that was the best part. Trailers don't have engines. Not to work on an engine. Not to worry about the check engine light. It was just great. And then people are using them for like a vacation. They're really excited about it. Like this is a dream. They're going to have fun instead of. It was like a totally new crowd of people. If a person found out you worked at a dealership, like you own a car lot, and that car was from that lot, like they get instantly turned off. So then you got to reel them back in. Right. But a trailer, it's like they actually want to buy from a dealer. They want to buy from a reputable dealer that's going to take care of them. So we started selling a lot of trailers. And we had trailers like stashed in my parents' backyard, my partner's backyard, everywhere. We're just running around in a circle all day showing trailers. That's funny. And... I'm like, hey, maybe we should get a lot that can hold all these trailers. So we did. And then eventually we were doing trailers, cars. We're like, you know what? Dump the cars. Cars are waste. They have check engine lights. So (laughs) we're done. So, (laughs) yeah. I mean, and I kept looking at the market, waiting for the market to turn. And to this day, it really hasn't gone back it's still it's hard it's hard to buy a car at at any auction and get a good deal unless there's like some underlying issues right like some body damage somewhere or something that has to be going on to get a good deal right and then you run into the snakes at the auction like just I went to the auction for eight years and I can. I made maybe two friends, and I would see the same people there every day, four days a week. And they had no interest. Like they're just all snakes. <laughs> it was tough because I. There's all just shady stuff going on everywhere. Yeah, it's no good. There's a bunch of snakes there, just. You got. You just have to know your crap, or you're gonna get taken. Yeah. So, I. It was. It doesn't sound fun at all. It's fun if you can buy from certain, like if you can just buy repos, right? And you don't have because then you don't have to go to the other lanes where these wholesalers are selling cars, and that's where you can. That's where you gotta know what you're doing. Yeah, that's where it can go sideways. Quickly. Or like you could have an you, you could be if you don't know what you're doing, you could be thinking you're bidding on one car, you're bidding on another car. Entirely. And they say sold. And when they say sold, it's over. You're an owner. Like if you get there a touch late, they could have rolled the car out, but the new car pulls up and you think they're bidding on that car, but they're bidding on the other car. That rolled all, all the way out, and you're like, oh, that's a good deal, I'll buy it, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, you got the uh, Chrysler Sebring. 
No, I don't. No. It's, <laughs> That's no. not what I'm looking for. No. Congratulations. So <clears throat> when I could just buy trailers, it's like, okay, I get behind that. And then we got to the point where we needed to get new inventory, like new trailers, a new way to get inventory because we just were having, we were really like handcuffed on what we could do because we could only buy so much of the auctions. And we needed a new way to like replenish because we'd sell out and not have anything. And you'd buy and then sell out, buy, sell out. We just need a different route. So you had a little downtime in there, like between. Yeah, I mean, you always have trailers you're fixing, right? But like those aren't up for sale. You can only if you have twenty trailers for sale, you're gonna sell. I mean, there's like a metric. You you should sell a fourth of your inventory every month if you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. So. You, you know, if you got 20 trailers, you're only going to sell six. So if you, you're like, I need more. We need to do better than six. Yeah. But in our case, we had 20 trailers. We were selling 12. Then we'd have eight. It's like crap. That means you need more inventory. You don't have enough. So we we just had, like, things that we want to do different. Because we didn't want to be, like, your typical dealer mm-hmm. so then we dumped the cars we're like okay we're done with the cars we're doing rvs now used car dealer went to rv dealer and the nice thing about that is like that license that took forever to get mm-hmm. i could do that oh really yeah same wasn't license same license just and then you want to be a new rv dealer i just have to send this thing in to them and then it wasn't a big deal since we already did all the hard work. Nice. Um, then we started, this is where we kind of got lucky. We got really lucky. Because we didn't really know what we were doing here. <laughs> but we knew we wanted to get a new RV. Like a new RV line. Mm-hmm. And we thought that, well, does we'll make it work. We We were a little bit cocky and so <laughs> nothing wrong with that I don't think I think you have to be a little bit right <laughs> you have to be confident uh, stupid Com- <laughs> one, of the, one of them right a little bit you need some luck too without a doubt yeah so we we started calling these RV manufacturers and they would just they wouldn't give you the time of day hey we're a new RV dealer we sell used we would like to sell your new product Oh yeah, we're we actually we got a new line out, but we're gonna give it to the guy down the street from you. Sorry, we don't know who you are. And so we kept calling different places, and really there was only one line that was available to us, and it was an Eclipse product, Stellar. And we picked it up, and really we had no idea what we we're doing, and. I was really shocked that trailer was available where we were at because it was a pretty good, well-known trailer. Mm-hmm. We just got really lucky. Right place, right time. And 
we were actually thinking about this other trailer. We actually had like a debate which one to get. Because this other one's from Indiana. This one's from California. We decided to go to the California one. And the first year we took that trailer on, first full year, we, we made it. Eclipse Stellar was the number one toy dollar sold in Arizona. Really? Yeah. Wow. So they were like 15th on the list, and we boosted them all the way to number one. Wow. Yeah. Was, so <clears throat> Jayco is a big RV manufacturer. Mm-hmm. They like clump all their – They have. it's kind of cool. They do these statistics, and they can tell how many new RVs are sold. And – they send all the dealers the list, mm-hmm. and they, the, you, you don't know how many you sold. They just tell you how many total in the state. Right. Because we're not the only stellar dealer. There's a couple others. Right. But Jayco lumps all their, so like under a manufacturer, they'll have like four different models. Um, like, for example, Eclipse has Attitude and Stellar, so they have two lines. Um. So, Jayco takes all their lines and lump them into one. So, it's always been a known thing that the second one on the list is actually the number one trailer. Because Jayco cheats. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because they lump everything into one. Mm-hmm. Kind of cheaters. like. So, they're always number one. Gotcha. So, no one. And sure enough, like we got, we got them to be number one toy hauler in Arizona. And it was the first time they ever did, done that. Wow. And in then, your first year? Yeah. Wow. Second year, we did it again. And then we started pissing people off. Like, people were mad at us because they stopped selling trailers. Like, I didn't realize that. That we are legitimately taking the toy hauler market over. And they're just such greedy people in the industry that it wasn't that hard. That's the scary part. Yeah. And these RV buyers were getting taken advantage of. So some things we do that no one else does that we don't charge a dock fee. So like you go to a dealer, $350 dock fee is pretty standard. And people tell me all the time, like, hey, man, you're losing probably $300,000 a year because you're not charging a dock fee. I'm like, yeah. I just don't believe in it. I think it's, I don't believe in fees. Like, why do you get a price for something, say it's twenty two nine, and then after their fees, it's 25 Mm-hmm. Then you got tax, tile, license. Like, tax, tile, license, you can't do nothing about. Right. It goes to state. But all the fees, like the pre-delivery inspection, $600 fee, oh, well, you're going to want a battery on it, right? You want it to work? <laughs> That's not a 200 bucks. And then, well, there's the dock fee. That's standard, sorry. And it's like $2,000 in fees by the time you're done. So we decided, hey, when we tell somebody a price, that's the price. And it comes with batteries, and you get to go camping right when you leave. Right out the door. Yeah, like, why should it be any other way? We just, I wanted people to understand, like, hey, this is the price, and that's it. I love it. Like, <laughs> I've I've had that 
that same conversation with people like you know buying cars or what it's like that's not the price you just emailed me at all like, no. that's that's a completely different cost how many times have you been to a dealership and you had it all worked out mm-hmm. on the email everything you go down yeah. and sign the numbers they're showing you are like completely different totally thousands of dollars off yeah not like a couple of bucks because like who no, cares like about here's here or there yeah yeah it's like, like hold on we're like four grand off yeah what four, just what just happened well the payment's the same right <laughs> no I'm, like, no 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 no. Let's stop <laughs> stop time out i'm not worried i'm worried about total cost here buddy yeah like i've been to and it's like you have to negotiate with the salesman and then you have to negotiate with the finance guy it's like just it's a whole day process right and you leave and you're just pissed yeah i've i've honestly there might be one or two good car buying experiences in my life, and there's been a lot of cars. Yeah. I don't I don't have a lot of good car buying. Like, as a new cars, like... Right. It, my, I have my buddy, uh, Henry Brown. I know mm-hmm. the owner's son. So, I actually... What I do is tell him, ship me the car, and then, you know, mail me the contract. Email me the contract. I'll tell you if it's right or wrong, and then... When it's right, come get a check. It's <laughs> perfect. I just don't want everybody waste. like it's it's such a, and I don't want to say that because I mean you go in and you want what you want, you know yeah. what I mean. But you you really hope it's a good experience, and just by the end of it, it's kind of like you go home and you're like, but I like if, the car. But if you had a good experience, how many people would you tell to go to that place? Every one of them, right? Yeah. So that's how we like we decided. Hey, no fees and. When they get here, how many times have you gone and they said, yeah, come at this time, mm-hmm. and then nothing's ready? Yeah, often. Like, almost every time. I right. bought a car in Vegas. I said, all right, I'm driving in to buy this car, so when I get there, I just it needs to be fast, quick, and I want to be home because I got to get home. Like, I left at, like, 5 in the morning so I could get there right when they open, and I get there. And they hadn't pulled the car out. <laughs> like nothing. It just said there. I'm like, oh my gosh. I was, I, I, so I got there at nine. I left at five. <laughs> it's just, it's just a fight the whole time. Mm. It's a joke. Well, like uh, a buddy of mine came in uh, to your place and bought a trailer a couple weeks back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had been to like, <clears throat> excuse me, three or four other places to look. And uh, we just happened to be talking one day, and he told me he was looking for one. I was like, dude, hold on. And I called you, and you're like, yeah, I haven't talked to, you know, gave me a name. And um, he went in, and, I mean, literally 30 minutes after he was in there, he's like, we're signing the papers. Yeah. And the next day they were in California in it, and I think they're in Yosemite right now. So, like, I mean, he he's called me four times during the trip telling me what a good experience he's had. So That's the idea. Like, we want people to come in. And we want it to be like, like we have rules, like paperwork has to be done the day before. The P, the pre-delivery inspection has to be done the day before. When then our guys walk the PDI, make sure everything's done. I mean, you're still going to have things that pop up. Right. And then, but when everything else is done, that's not a big deal. Yeah. So the idea is like, I mean, if they want to take their time, if they want to spend time there, it's fine. But I don't want them waiting on us. Like mm-hmm. it's sign the paperwork, pre delivery inspection, hook up and go. Like it should be like an hour. <laughs> it 
should be an hour. Like, unless they want, like, a two-hour walkthrough on their trailer. Of how to use it. Yeah, which happens. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but if somebody's, like, a had five trailers, like, they don't need that. They're like, okay, see ya. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, there's a lot to them if you've never done it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tons. I mean. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, I've been in these some of the new trailers. I'm like, how do you get the slide out out? I'm, like, looking through every cabinet. Like, I was in Brad's trailer, and I spent 10 minutes looking for the slide-out button. Really? And I'm like, dude, where the freak is your slide-out button? <laughs> He's like, oh, it's in the panel now. They put them in the panels. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, here it is right here. Okay, thanks. Got a hidden secret button. Yeah, dude. Probably, a, probably all on your phone now. Could you imagine if you're a customer? Like, I've seen tons of trailers, so I know where to look. And this is your first trailer. Like, you would have no clue. You're like, oh, right. uh. <laughs> hope it, hope it pushes out. Yeah. Voice so. command. Um. So then we had one lot, and then we picked up some more lines. And it's really funny when you start. I mean, I kind of looked at. We, I. It was awesome when people would shop us. Because mm-hmm. we'd play it like it was a game. Like, it was our deal to lose. Like, I never thought of another dealer stealing a deal from us. I looked at it as, like, we lost. Like, what did we do to not? I'd look at it as not like, hey, they, they're the problem. I looked at it as, like, what did we do? How can we get better so that doesn't happen again? I mean, and we battled. We never give up until people are, like, we have people, uh, other dealers that will actually, oh, you're looking for toilets, you should go over there. Like, because. They're going to beat us. Uh, I'm going to waste my time with you. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to call them at the end of the day. And then you're going to go over there. Yeah, because I can't touch their price. Because we don't need to make a lot of money. And we want to do volume. We want people to tell their friends about us. And that's what we're set up for. And then we also have a service department that we try to bend over backwards because that's another thing. When you buy an RV, you have to have a service department to back it up because that will lose clientele for you. Your your customers will go somewhere else because if they can't get good service, they're out. So I would like to think of us as like customer service oriented good experience like part of the family you want to be part of the really white family so and then we started collecting dealerships uh now we have picked up three in the valley total and then my cousin approached me in flagstaff he wanted to do something i said sure why not and then um this last year we had some guys in idaho approach us some really good dudes mm-hmm. and Took us a year to negotiate things and get things ready, and now we're in open in Idaho. They're doing a great job up there, and just slowly doing things. Now we got we opened up a service contract company, because so, uh, we thought we could service our customers as good, if not better, than the current service contract. Um, we we actually picked up a. We had a dream. I had a dream for a long time about, because I love to cook, and I love to cook outdoors, mm-hmm. and I wanted, I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I wanted 
I got sick of bringing my huge, you know, full-size Traeger, putting it in the back of my trailer, and then when you got to the place, 50-50 chance that thing fell over. Somewhere. <laughs> Pellets yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Like, so, like, there's just got to be a better way. There is. Yeah, so we actually we kind of went through a bunch of things, and then we kind of have an idea. I told my cousin about the idea, and then he built the idea. The one at Flagstaff? Yeah. He's a fabricator up there. Okay. He he fabricated this swing arm with a full trigger attachment. Mm-hmm. So then we took that. I took it to a friend of mine who's a patent attorney. He spent two years with two, two, three years getting the engineer drawings done and then getting a patent application. What sucked about that was I couldn't sell them when you're going through that until you get a patent pending. Mm-hmm. Once you get patent pending, you can start trying to figure out how to fabricate them in big quantities, all that stuff. And mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's been a process. It's been seven years in the making. On the mount, it's been seven years. Yeah. Really? Total, like from, you know, right. idea, yeah, yeah. thinking how to do it to now, it's seven years. And now we got a really cool mount and it's... August 11th, we get our official patent. August 11th. Yeah. What's today, the 8th? 9th. 9th. Two days. We Two days from now. We actually get official patent. Really? Yeah. It's awesome. Well, yeah. I, can, I can tell you the mount's pretty sweet. So if people haven't seen it, that's, I mean. That's just the, uh, I think the problem I have in life is since I started from nothing, like, as in, I took a, we just were, I didn't inherit a business. Mm-hmm. I don't know when to stop. And that's a good and bad thing. Like, I just know to grow. That's all I know. Definitely know it's a good thing. I, mean, I don't, like, there's sometimes, yeah, it, it's good. I, sometimes I wish I could be content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. So I'm learning how to be content. With what I have, mm-hmm. and not always looking for the next. Okay, Something we got better. five. I need ten. Yeah, I need to be content with five, but grow them right individually, and then that can be the growth. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's a tough mindset, man. And I think that uh, you know, in all aspects, it's kind of of life, really. Like, when is it enough enough, and you know, when do you? I don't know. I think I think the people I know and I run into that are successful kind of all have that in common. Like, you know, like how do we keep going or how does you know? Yeah. It, it's kind of weird, but you also need to figure out, uh, like, like you said, when can you slow down a little bit and when can family get more time <laughs> and kids and it, wife. It, well, and, it's funny you know, because like I hear these kids. They're our salesmen, and they come to me, they're like, oh, my phone, they call me after work. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that happens? Mm. That, I, I I don't even care anymore. Like, I'm, I've learned to be, I've, I've had plenty of battles with the wife, and I've done, I've screwed up so many things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, selling cars on Christmas, and <laughs> I. It needed a Christmas present, right? I, uh, you know, the first, like, seven years was, like, 
my phone. I did. I was like the real estate agent with the thing in my ear. Like, mm-hmm. get a phone. I'm sorry, I got to take this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I could never have the Bluetooth, but I always took a phone call. Like, we're eating dinner. Okay, I got to take this guy's. Yeah, <laughs> it could be a guy's buying this car. It's it's tough, and I I know exactly where you're coming through or from with the with that part. Like with the, I mean, because I, you know, with our side, we started all this up from scratch too. Um, yeah. f- almost five years ago now, and it's like. You know that that startup part, whether it's the first year or five years of it or whatever it is, like it's still starting in your in your mind. You know what I mean? And it's just like you have a certain vision, I think, that you want to get to, and yeah. um, until it's there, you're not content, and it'll <laughs> never get there. Is the problem? There's no such thing as getting there, right? Like, I think if somebody, like, I look at my dealerships and. My business partner would say this thing, and it's like, we could do so much better. Like, there's so much that we are, we're still growing in a lot of different ways. Like, our service department, we used to lose so much money. Now we're saying, okay, every department has to stand on their own legs. Mm-hmm. Parts department, service, sales. I'm like, why can't these other places just do service and they make a ton of money? Like, why do we lose the money? And that's what people don't understand is, like, the warranties, like, they just assume that these warranties that come with the trailers, that it's like a new car. And I wish it was. But these trailer companies, they make it as difficult as possible to get paid on a warranty. Where, you know, you'll put 10 hours in on something. The problem with trailers is there's no, like, computer that says... Oh, that takes this right. long. You get paid for that. So you tell them, hey, we uh, we spent 20 hours on this. We're going to charge you seven. We're charging seven hours. But, you know, we actually put 20. But if we got paid seven, we're good. And they're like, okay, we'll pay it an hour. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, that's not it. And that's like, well, it took me an hour to fill out this warranty application. <laughs> sit on the phone with you for an hour right now yeah so on hold that's been a learning process how to make the most out of the warranties tired of going different places to get all you want looking for a program that offers everything are you interested in training nutrition baseball softball after school youth programs hunting or charity work one performance is an all-inclusive program that offers training advising instruction and opportunity for everyone from the beginner to the professional. With a staff compiled of some of the best in their fields, impressive backgrounds, and an unmatched passion for teaching and giving back, one performance is the first of its kind in Arizona. With the connections and background we have in the baseball community on a local and national level, from T-ball to the major leagues, One Performance offers teams known as Arizona National BPA, opportunity for instruction, gameplay, and development in every aspect of the game, both physically and mentally. The staff at One Performance Training are some of the finest in their respective fields. They strive to educate, motivate, and assist every athlete in maximizing their abilities. Whether you're looking for an opportunity for a young athlete or a seasoned professional to surround themselves with like-minded coaches, mentors, and athletes, One Performance is the family you're looking for. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Ready for an escape? 
Ready for an adventure? Do you want to camp, hunt, hit the dunes, or just relax on the beach? Rolly White RV is the number one toy hauler dealer in Arizona for the past five years running. With a no-pressure culture and no dealer fees, they guarantee you a great price and a great experience as you purchase your very own toy hauler or travel trailer. Rolly White is family-owned and operated and is now expanded to five locations, including Mesa, West Phoenix, North Phoenix, Flagstaff, and Idaho Falls, Idaho. Whether you're looking for a toy hauler or travel trailer, fifth wheel or bumper pole, Rolly White can get you what you're looking for. They carry all the big names, including Genesis Supreme, Vortex, Attitude, Wolfpack, Raptor, Forest River, and the newly released Wanderer by Genesis. We all want to beat the heat or just escape the craziness and get outdoors. Let Rolly White help you get there by visiting any of our locations or checking us out on Facebook, Instagram, and online at rollywhite.com. Because warranty sucks up about 70% of your service time. Really? Equates for about 20% of your profit. Mm. But that's a difficult one because a lot of dealers just cut out the warranty. Mm. They put them on the back of the burner because they don't make money. Right. But then you piss off your customers, right? Yep. And then they don't buy the trailer from you anymore. So it's this weird balance mm-hmm. that you have to do it. And you, I want to do it. But I also can't, like, lose too much money. <laughs> like, I'll lose a little bit of money. Just don't make me lose a lot of money. Just not a lot. I got to pay these guys at the end of the day. Yeah, right. Business has to run the right way. Yeah. So you got to balance that because good customer service sells trailers. And trailers brings in a lot of service. When you sell them, you get service. And if you don't do the service good, you don't sell the trailers. Right. Hand in hand. Yeah. So. Well. Anyways, that's uh, that's the RV business. It's. I think it's been pretty from from the time I've known you, um, the people I've talked to that that you guys have been around. I've I've heard nothing but good. I mean, that's how I met you originally. Was I was referred to you about one? Yeah, and um, I can't wait to order it. Still haven't. <laughs> oh, yeah, we gotta do that. I know we we've been a little busy, but it's all right. Stuff will slow down here sooner or later. Um, but I mean, that's it's it's every single person I've talked to that's dealt with you guys has had nothing but good good things to say. So that's uh it speaks to the exactly what you're talking about, you know, the customer service side and the making t- people happy. I feel like what we're trying to do is try to I think there's a when you, people think of RVs, if you go to a typical dealership, you usually get like an older gentleman. And the toy hauler is like something on the side. And it's not like their primo stuff. It's uh, the stuff they don't really want to deal with. Mm-hmm. But an RV is like a lifestyle, like a right. toy hauler, like the toy hauler dealership. There wasn't, when we got into it, no one that just focused on toy haulers. And we were like the toy hauler superstore, and we still are. I mean, we. I looked at the stats. So, fun side note, the Jayco dealer... Jayco manufacturer mm-hmm. for the last two years, our Genesis trailer that we sell 
has crushed him. <laughs> really? <laughs> and then I go talk trash to him. Do you really? Yeah, we see him at the Indiana show. We'll go. Okay. And I, I actually wanted their trailers, but another dealer has them. So I thought, hey, if I go talk trash to him, maybe. Maybe they'll give them to you. Yeah, so I was like, hey, remember how you guys were number one, like, in our state for, like, ever? And you're not, not anymore. anymore? You're not anymore. Like, yeah, I was like, that's because of us. Guess what I'm selling now? Yeah, would you like us to sell your product? <laughs> I'm selling the one that's number one now. Yeah, so if you want to be number one again, let me know. But you're, if you don't choose us, you won't be number one, just so you know. Perfect. If you want to lose, continue what you're doing. If you want to win, call us. We'll make it happen. If you're okay with participation trophies. <laughs> e for effort. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, but, you know, I look at the what we do as like a big game. Mm-hmm. Like, in every deal we get, it's a competition. Right. You got to battle. And... It's been a, it's been fun, and like I tell the like, sales guys, like what I miss most right now in my position is selling. Do That's, you really? It's fun. Yeah, you get to meet people, mm-hmm. and you get to you're like the face of the company, mm-hmm. and everybody gets to know you, and you're the guy that took care of them, and I mean it's like the all star job. It is, and it's rewarding. You get to see, like, I think that's what I miss right now is the just being able to interact with people and what they're doing and seeing how happy they are. And, you know, they, <clears throat> these people get so happy. They bring, like, cakes into the office. Really? Yeah. Just, just to say lady, thanks, huh? Oh, dude, this lady will bring us every year. She brings us a rum cake. <laughs> And she's awesome. like, she bought a new trailer. She's like, okay, if I give you three rum cakes, what kind of deal do you give me? <laughs> <laughs> three a year or three at one time? I'll give you three right now. Right three now. later on. <laughs> and then the sun came in and was like, okay, I'll get you some more rum cakes. <laughs> what kind of deal? <laughs> we'll throw in a something. That's like one of those, when she brings them in, you're like, oh, man. Let's have a little piece here. Just a little. Okay, the I'm, whole thing's gone. I'm just taking the whole thing home. <laughs> I'll eat this, and then it's gone in the truck on the way. You're like, oh, well, sorry, honey. Like, <laughs> I thought about you. While I was eating it. <laughs> while and I, was, I thought there was some left over, but there wasn't. <laughs> and then I knew that you wouldn't want to eat it all, so I ate it for you. I, I helped out. I think for me right now, what's rewarding is seeing these guys just develop in a good salesman, good humans. Like, that's a big thing for me is if you're not loyal and you're not a good person, like, I'm probably not, we're not going to, it's not going to work out. Like, our business has a way of flushing people out. That's good. That's, it couldn't be a better thing, I don't think. I, I have no interest in dealing with anybody that's not, like, just a class act. And I, you're, that's what drew me to you. I feel like you are the same way. And I mean, plus we do a lot of same things. A lot of common interests, yeah. Yeah. You want to go hunt and sh- shoot arrows. Yeah. Or rifles. Whatever. Launch projectiles. Let's go with that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> discriminate when it comes to hunting and what the tag says I can use to. Yeah, you tell me I can use something, I'm going to try and use it. Yep. 
So a couple of things uh, kind of stood out there. So you said um, a few times, like you you feel like you're playing a game or or whatever, right? That's that's where the name of this podcast kind of came from, right? Is yeah. We kind of talked and and you know play the game, game of life, right? Then right. that's business. That's hunting. That's you're competing kind of in everything you do in yeah. life, and that's kind of where we got the name for this. I think if. I'm not mistaken. You know, it just popped in our head one day. But yeah, um, I think I text you like ten you o'clock text. at night, like playing the game. Because <clears throat> yeah, I had all these like n- negative names. Like those could have been fun though. Like snakes, snakes you know, like snakes trying to bite you. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think that that could have been a lot of fun. Maybe. Yeah, it, I mean, but positivity is better. Right, it's just—I mean—it's just kind of a way of life and, right. and what we're doing. I think you've, uh, uh, in doing this with the with the company, um, I think you've met some pretty cool people. Oh yeah, um, and it, it's probably because of the toy hauler business, right? Yeah, um, you know, I've reached out to some people. Um, I kind of I listened to Andy's podcast a lot, Andy Stump. Mm-hmm. I just really liked his message he got across to people, and I just sent him an email. I'm like, hey, man, like, you want to go to Sand Dunes? <laughs> really? That's how well, it I came like, about? I was like, hey, man, like, I want to sponsor your show. Like, but I have, like, a different way of sponsoring it. Like, maybe I could get you a trailer. Like, because I feel like your lifestyle and your message is really similar in what I believe. And I want to be associated with those types of people. And he's like, well, let's, uh, I was like, well, I, I, why don't you come out and, like, use the trailer? And so he came out, and he went to Sand Dunes with us and got to meet his family, and it was a lot of fun. And from there, you know, been kept in touch with him. We do, I've gone out hunting a couple times with him. Mm-hmm. And... Now he's got a trailer, and then he referred us to John Dudley, who's we've had a great relationship with. He's a great dude, mm-hmm. and we're able to do a trailer for him, do some shows with him. Mm-hmm. We love to help him out. He has a great message. He does, yeah. And we love what he does for everybody. I think my favorite thing about John is watching – when I got to sit back and watch him interact with people, and I people were bringing him stuff that they bought from somebody else and said, fix this. And John, without flinching, said, yeah, I'm bringing it over. He made zero dollars. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can tell a true the true character of somebody when there's when you, that person's not making money. Yeah, when you go from you go from making money to not making money, and even going to the negative. Yeah, that's when you really paying for things for people and yeah, yeah. And I saw him like go out of his way to fix these things, and he made zero dollars, actually giving stuff away. Yeah, I got to see it at Snow Basin um, a couple weeks ago, and it was like nonstop. Yep, all day long dealing with people well not dealing with but interacting with people coming up to him um talking 
fixing bows from different companies that he doesn't represent from whatever. Um, yeah, and they weren't shooting his release. They weren't no, shooting like his arrows. Zero things of his, and he was still more than happy to talk about it, to help out, to teach, no. to whatever. Um, I really, you know, learned kind of what I'm doing based on a lot of his stuff through the through the series, you know, and it's all free. It's all free content. So, um, yeah, those people that that you just talked about, man, they're, they've got a great message. We've I've listened to their podcasts, and you know, you get hooked on stuff. But um, oh yeah, man, it's, yeah. And it's kind of surreal because I remember listening to those guys. I'm like, oh man, he's so cool to go hunting with them. Like, I just want to see John stalk a, an animal just so I could see what he does mm-hmm. and learn from all of that. And and then all of a sudden, he's inviting me to go hunt. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm in. <laughs> um, yes. Sure. I said yes before I asked the wife. And then, <laughs> and then the second time, like, hey, I better ask the wife for the second hunt. I said yes on the first hunt, but I'm going to ask for the second. Ask for the second. I don't want to get in trouble here. <laughs> Get out of trouble once. So maybe it, it it's been a lot of fun with him, and yeah, it's uh, turned into a good friendship there too. And you've been able to meet him, and he really liked you. Yeah, I did. I get to, I got to meet him a little bit over in in Utah, and it was uh, you know cool dude, man. Yeah. I look forward to meeting him again and yeah. getting to pick his brain a little bit and talk some smack. Oh yeah, well I I don't like talking smack to that guy. Because he will smoke me. Well, he'll smoke <laughs> me too, but he started it, so. <laughs> I'm not quite sure, like, maybe spades card game. I Something. can talk smack. Like, <laughs> I don't know what else yeah. I can. I'll talk it anyway. It's just, I'll, like, I'll, if I'll talk want, it lose, but I'll compete. Diet Coke competition, I'm all in. Like, hey, dude, <laughs> like, how many flats you got? Because we're going to need two for me to do this. That's funny, man. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I mean, plus I got to meet you, Pete, like I just meet all these fun, like I get to meet a lot of owners of businesses Mm -hmm. and people and like some of the owners of these RV manufacturers that I feel like are great men or some that I thought were great men and you like aren't necessarily, oh, and you're like, oh, that guy, oh my gosh, like not so good. Mm-hmm. Like the owner of Eclipse is awesome. The owner of Genesis, like the owner of Genesis, is like just both those guys are really good dudes. They do a great job, and I've been able to learn a lot from both of them. One from he's accomplished so much in the RV industry, and to see how he operates, and then the other one who started as a guy just framing roofs working himself up to you know running the show on the to owning his own rv manufacturing company like true american dream yeah that's awesome yeah and both of them uber successful and i always dreamed of being just the fact i'm in the same room talking to him Mm -hmm. just soak up whatever i can yeah, I think, I mean, I've experienced kind of throughout my life and career that the more you can surround yourself with those kind of people, the better off you're going to be. 
I, I mean, agree just with that. in general, like always got to be people trying to a little bit better than you, you know. It's, oh yeah. Everyone, if you're the be- if you're the best in the room, you're in the wrong room. Right? <laughs> you know, at whatever it is, so I uh I agree with that 100%. Like I tell kids all the time like, "Hey man, like if you don't want to be a pothead, stop hanging around with those people." Yeah. If you want to be like that person, go find a bunch of people that like that person. Weasel your way into that group. Doesn't matter how you get in. Just get in. Yep. And then you got to stay in. Yeah. You don't get in get, there. Don't get kicked out. No, you get kicked out. There's a problem. Yeah, because I've seen some people get kicked out. And it's mm-hmm. a bummer. Yeah, it's no fun. You got to screw up to get kicked out usually. Or you just you get in, but they don't let you in. Yeah, you're in right. there, but you're not in. You think you're in. Because that's kind of like me. Like, I, uh, I'm, I got enough friends, I guess you could say. I don't, I'm not looking for new friends per se, Mm -hmm. but I'm all in on somebody that's, I can learn from and that I can, um, like that's loyal and I just, I want to surround myself with good people. Yeah. Positive, good people. That reciprocate that, you know, aren't just takers, they're givers. Yeah. So. It's hard to do. Oh, it's tough, for sure. For sure. You weed through them. Quickly. Yeah. Even on the youth side, like on this baseball, you know, our youth program, I've been through so many people who I thought were, you know, in it for the right reasons and their kids and, you know, you give and give and give and then they go somewhere else. You're like... Yeah, what just happened? That hurts. And they take a whole team with them, or they, you know, it's like God, stab you in the back. You put three years into a group, or you know, whatever, and you do everything for, you know, somebody's kids, and they come to the house and train, and you work them out, and all this stuff for free, and then gone. And they take a whole group with you, and it's like, really? All right, well, I had a kid. That's my fault. I was bad judge of character. No, it's you just know? no, no. You, you, I don't think it's a bad judge of character. I think. There's people, they have their ability to decide. Yeah. To get, they maybe they were good. And then all of a sudden they decided to be shady. You know. Could be. Like. Or maybe I messed up. Yeah. Could be. Sharpen the knife a little bit. That's it. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like, I, I had some people leave the company unexpectedly. I felt blindsided a little bit. Yeah. The problem I have is I get really attached to the guys. Mm-hmm. I do feel like it's a family. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I expect hard work. But you're going to get, if you work hard, you're going to get paid. Right. Like, it's all in the person. And it's tough. And it hurts when you teach them, you help them all the way up through the system. Mm-hmm. And then they're gone. Right. Yeah. But, you know, you learn. I learned a lot. This year I've learned. It's amazing how much I've learned this last year. Yeah. Yeah. From being able to manage my emotions with being attached to certain people in the company. Just realizing, hey, man, everybody, this isn't everybody's dream. Right. And that's okay. 
Yeah, I think as a as an owner or as a you know somebody like nobody's gonna do it as well as you ever yeah. in your eyes. They they might, but like I even me like coaching or whatever. Like that's not if it's not a hundred percent right in my eyes, then they don't do it as well as me. Even if it's like I had a coach uh, that one of my mentors kind of in coaching. Um, he's like, no matter how hard or how good these coaches, how hard they work, how good they are, they're never going to do it as good as you in your eyes. I'm like, what do you mean? And now I know. Like, it could be one thing off. You're like, God, they're not doing it. Why aren't they doing that, you know? Oh, yeah, man. I know exactly. Like, I get phone calls about, because I tell the guys, like, hey, if you got a problem, like a deal that's stuck, call me. I, they don't call me a lot, but sometimes I get a call. And I'm like, why didn't do that? Why didn't you do that? Really easy to do. <laughs> Just do that. Right. You're like, that? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, and then deal's done. Right. You know, that should have been so easy. I'm like, tell me how these deals happen like this. <laughs> right. <laughs> that you don't call me on. It's not the only one. And, you know, Brad's the same way. Brad is, I can, guy that works for me, work, he, work, he worked up from the bottom, and now he's a partner. And he, he's a guy that just soaked everything up, and I can trust him 100% to teach the guys the exact same thing I'd want done. He's a good guy, man. I met him a couple of weeks ago and spent some time with him, talked to him quite a bit. When you can find somebody like that that you can trust 100% to do your business your way, it's it's pretty special. Yeah, and then, you know, there's another aspect to this whole thing, your your deal, my deal, and that's the culture. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's it's, uh, tough, especially when you have multiple, like probably for you, multiple teams. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the different lots. Right. And, but you want the same culture projected to the customers. Every one of them, yeah. It has to be the same. And you find out one dealership's doing something different. You're like, uh-uh. No. This is not how it's going. We don't right. do that. Right. Well, well, I'm like, no, we did that a long time ago. It didn't work. You're doing this. And we want people to, you got to say it this way. Because mm-hmm. what I found out, telling the customer they're right, we're wrong, that's tough. It's really hard. When you know they're wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah, the customer's always right. That Even I, when they're wrong. <laughs> oh, they're... <laughs> customer's wrong a lot. A lot. Yeah. And me, and me and the guys will call each other, like, oh, my gosh. And we vent to each other. And we're like, okay, we'll call a customer, tell him he's right. <laughs> tell him he's right, even though he's not, and then we'll figure it out. Yeah, no, we we all know what we have to do. Just don't want to do it. No, don't. Because it's going to cost money. It's going to cost time. Mm-hmm. Like, you might have to drive out of state to pick a trailer up. Like, I have a, we have a screwed up thing where, and it's legitimately our fault. Like, we have to drive out of state to fix a trailer. Because <laughs> they didn't fix it right. And you're like, well, that's, that's our fault. We'll be out there when the parts come in. Truck driver's another one of your hats that you wear. Oh, dude. I think. I brought that up the other day. Good. I think I'm, I'm a truck driver. It legitimately, I'm just like a, I just like bring stuff to people. <laughs> like just drive all just, over the place. Yeah. It's all right, though. I just wish my truck wasn't wrapped. <laughs> so nobody knew it was you. 
I, because <laughs> I get yelled at all the time. <laughs> they call a lots and say this guy's an idiot. Doesn't know what he's doing. He almost ran me off the road. I'm tired. I was, Give me I, a break. I'm tired. Oh man, I. And then plus the truck's wide, so like it is. Yeah, it is. Shark, Sharky. She's got big hips. Sharky. Sharky's got hips, buddy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's pretty interesting, man. I know we've been we've talked for about six months now. Um, some stuff I heard tonight that I hadn't heard yet, but that's uh, like. You know, the the story's great. I mean, success story and, and what you guys are doing in the community and, you know, all over the place is awesome, man. I'm glad to know you. I mean, like I said, we probably we met about six months ago, I think, and I think during that time, man, it's just I, I've experienced a lot of uh, a lot of giving and a lot of uh, good times, man, with you. So uh, it's, a, it's a friendship that I, I cherish this, so far, and, and uh, I just – think it's gonna get better and better but it's uh it's been fun it's, yeah, been, it's been a good time it's gonna be great you who would have thought you lived like literally like quarter mile from me yeah it's down the street like where do you live again yeah. wait where wait. where do you live it's right there like i'll be over there in two minutes like on the east side or west side <laughs> like i'm right here are you sure i've been down that street so many times your street without knowing like yeah, I have friends like other friends of Wesley's mm-hmm. down there, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Same with you. I'm down at the end of this street. Yeah, I'm only you know. Yeah, there. so it's uh, yeah, it's crazy, but yeah, the way it came about and all that stuff, it's it's just is what it is. But it's uh, it's been pretty cool. So yeah, for sure, man. I'm I'm happy that you're shooting. Oh, it's I'm I'm pumped, man. You you know you've <clears throat> you've been great as far as that goes and introduced me to people and getting me equipment and you know all the stuff that i never would have done but it's uh well i would have it just would have been later <laughs> once i figured it out well yeah you, your bow was needing help it did need some help that was an easy it's a miracle call. i could hit anything with it hey if you can hit anything with that like <laughs> everything else is easy i mean pete told me he's like dude you need to get up here i'm gonna need to train you with with um, Cody, because Cody was like, he's a pretty good shooter. Now he's professional. That's what Pete's a year pro. Pete has no idea. <laughs> Pete, well, he, is he blind or is he, can he see, like, <clears throat> I don't know. He can see that 10 yard target I was shooting. We're going to bring him on the show and I can't wait. He's got stories. Oh, he's got some of the best stories you've ever heard in your life. I mean, some of the stuff that guy's been through is insane. Oh, yeah, man. I, it's story time with Pete. Might be long. Yeah, it'll be a three-hour one. <laughs> Might have like a bathroom break in the middle. We'll have two, a couple of them in a lunch break too. Yeah. But uh, man, so I, you know, we'll get into some more of your your interests later. You know, at, at another point in time, I think. Oh yeah, but man. I like you got a lot of them. I've I'm learning to dial things back because I got to the point where like I was saying yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to learn how to fly. I want to go to the sand dunes. I want to go hunting. And get, we want to go wake surfing. We want to, it's just like, yes, yes, yeah. Let's do it. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So every day of the week, you tried something new and it was fun. And work has to go in there somewhere. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, don't ask the guys if I work. They'll tell you a different story. It's okay. 
I did tell him like, hey, um, at our manager's meeting last week, I said, hey, you know what's approaching, right? It's fall. So I'll see you in December. <laughs> leave, leave me alone from September, October, November, and I will be back in December somebody's for a couple gotta, weeks. Somebody's got to come water my trees while I'm gone. So auto tire, uh, yeah. you have somebody auto irrigate. But uh, yeah, so I mean, there's definitely a lot more layers to uh, to you. So we'll get to that other stuff, man. There's a lot of interesting stuff in there. Unfortunately, I wish I was more simple. Like, I'd listen to the guys like, yeah, I got a truck. I got, like, my big truck, <laughs> and I hunt, and that's it, man. No, you don't wish you were that. I'm like, well, that would be nice. Like, That'd be easy. No, because then you wouldn't have the toys, and the toys are fun. They're not necessary, but they're fun. I just try to give my kids the life that my dad gave me. Yeah. I'm sure you do the same. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And I look at, like, how the crap did my dad do all this stuff? Because, like, I'm not, my, I feel like my dad did a bad job. He, I mean, we went to the sand dunes, we went to the lake, snowboarding. It was, like, all the car all the time. Yeah. I'm like, did, I don't know how I did it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hard, man. I mean, because they would work 9 to 5. They would come home find time to, you know, play ball or catch or whatever it was, be at every game. Yeah, did your dad go to every game? He would make it from, he would be working, you know, traveling with work and still make it home for a game and be back at work the next morning, like in New Mexico, doing construction. You know what I mean? It was. Yeah. It's just insane. He still does it with my kids. That's cool. <clears throat> still is able to make their games all the time. I mean, probably more than I do. Yeah. Um, but it's... uh. It's it's crazy, man, how they're how they're able to do it, and um, yeah, I mean, it was, it's a great role model for sure. And you know, you try. I tell them all the time, like, you know, if I can do half of what you did, I think I'll be successful. So, um, there's always something to to strive for there on the parent side. Yeah, I I definitely look up my dad and be like, if I could just be like three quarters of that, I'm good. I'll be a really good dad. Right. I just I, I want my kids to say this about me later. I hope right? so, like, man. Right now, Wesley wants a dog. It just it's not going well. <laughs> well, you got a couple years though, because you told him how old. I told him. Well, I told him 11. fifteen, but then I was like, "Hey, you have to save up five grand." <laughs> so he's like, he's got what seven years? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he gets like. 500 bucks in his pocket. He's like, let's blow it on this. I'm like, oops. <laughs> Zero again. So you got 15. You got, you got some time on the dog. Yeah. Punt. We're punting. Punting on the on the dog. I mean, I, I like dogs. Taryn's like, she loves our do- Walter. Super cool English. He's, he's old. He's chilling. Oh, right, he's sleeping. Yeah, he's out. Not very low maintenance. Doesn't want, he's like, hey, dude, you don't want to go on a walk? Neither do I. I'm out. <laughs> outside? It's not too hot, man. He's like, hang out inside. The mom kicked me out earlier in the day. I want to go back out there. <laughs> Way too hot out there. Yeah. I'm just going to hang out, hide. We'll hide so you can't find me. He just gets jealous of the chickens. Oh. Like, if they get scraps, he gets pissed. Yeah? Like, he'll go into the chicken pen and eat it. The chicken or the scraps? The scraps. <laughs> he gets ticked, dude. He's like. 
He'll go monitor the pen, the chicken pen to see if anything's good. I don't good think in he's there. missed many scraps. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, he used to hang out underneath the high chair. Uh huh. Oh. The kids chugging stuff down. Four four kids worth of scraps down there. Oh yeah. He, <laughs> we always thought our female lived longer because she was like muscular. Yeah. Just like the prototype bulldog. Perfect. What you'd see in a show, just like, just ripped. And then, and Walter's like this pudgy, ginormous. He's got a slow metabolism. (laughs) (laughs) A little snore. Snores. Sleep apnea, maybe. Oh, dude. We were for sure Walter's dying first. Like, (laughs) heart disease or something. Chilling over here. And Daisy, dude, she, she got cancer, is dead. And that was a hard day, but that was really hard to see her go. Yeah. Um, still got Walter, though. Yeah, he's, he's kicking. He's mobbing over there. He's got a big old lump on his leg, and I'm so afraid to take it off. Yeah. yeah. It's like the size of a baseball now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I'm just let it, let it ride. Let it, let it run its course. Yeah, I'm uh. The dog's about eight now, and you know, she's still good, I think. But well, the labs can live till they're fifteen. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's no time soon. We had a lab, yeah. and it it lived till fifteen. Yeah, I that, that'd be good. Yeah, I don't want to do anything before that. Yeah, kids lose it. And then Walter, he's ten and a half, Oof. eleven almost. He, he doesn't look like buried. it though. He's got his face buried in the ground over there. He's deaf. Is he? He's deaf. <laughs> well, there's a time he, that we... He thinks he's deaf. You think he's deaf. He just decided... Wait, it was to, you know, like, I was thinking he was deaf one time. This is a couple years back. And I went into the pantry and I opened the jerky bag. Mm-hmm. The Ziploc bag. And it made that noise. You know, like opening the Ziploc bag. And, dude, Walter came barreling <laughs> down the hall. Selective hearing. And he just turned the corner. Like, I'm ready for the jerky. Well, jerky. He's got it figured out. He doesn't have to listen to go outside or stop. Just jerky. I'm in. Just he he. In any dog that comes in the house, he makes sure they know that he's alf, He's in charge. He's the boss. If you're cool with that, then you can come on in. It's his house. If you're not, even though I'm like a hundred years old, we're gonna fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take you out. I'm gonna jump on your back, and we're gonna he's, have problems. No, nah, he the he he thinks he can. Right. But if the dog ran 10 yards, he'd be out. Walter quit. He just quit. He's like, I'm out. That's dumb. <laughs> it's too much work. Yeah. Well, I think we passed the hour mark here. Oops. Oh, we got to do this. We got to do our uh, thing. Yeah. So we, we got a little product review this week, huh? Yep. You, why don't you review? What are we going to talk about? You review the Kill Cliff. Kill Cliff. You want to do the recover? Or ignite cover. You recover. do because I'll do the I'll do the release. Okay. All right. So um, we're gonna review the uh, Kill Cliff uh, Recover drink. Um, been drinking these for a while now, and I love them. Um, I was using like Advocare before that recovery, um, and since I started drinking this, I feel like I. I definitely recover better. Um, I haven't, 
knock on wood, been sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, we give it to the kids. Uh, kids can drink it. Uh, my wife drinks them. My fridge outside gets smoked, and they're all gone. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where are they at? But you know, with the vitamins and the, uh, it's got a little bit of a little bit of caffeine, I believe. It's not bad. Not just a little yeah. bit, like. It's a few it says like the same as like a cup of green tea. Yeah, it's not a lot, and uh, it's only 15 calories. I I think there's no sugar, uh, a bunch of vitamins in it, but but I love it. Uh, 25 milligrams of caffeine, and um, you know any product that that supports the Navy Seal Foundation, I'm in on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, uh, I got a bunch of a few buddies in the that are Navy SEALs and I've uh, supported the foundation for a while and and uh, they've been great to me and one of these days we'll go through some of the cool stuff that they've I've got at the house. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's uh, uh, Brian Al uh buddy of mine. It's really been great to me and and uh, hooked me up a lot. We'll have him on the show uh, sooner or later, but. Um, he's, uh, uh, you know, kind of got me in touch with them when I was, that was when I was with the Diamondbacks and, and so we kind of helped support the foundation then. And, and so when this stuff came out, I started drinking it. I drank the Ignite as well. Um, but, but the Recover is, uh, it's a great drink for me. I mean, I know, I know you drink them. Yeah. You like them. I like them. Um, I also drink something really bad, so I figured you'd be better at saying what's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this counter balances your hope so. stuff like right well you know on the plus side i drank i didn't drink as many diet cokes today because you drank this i drank yeah i drank like three of those there you go yeah i, I think a, i think it's better i drink a lot there's a good thing i don't drink alcohol because i drink a lot it's hot dude it's like 115 smoking <laughs> out here yeah so yeah i agree with you like my when the kids get sick, I'll mm-hmm. give them some of that, and it seems to help out a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I give it like I take them to the baseball games or volleyball or whatever, and have them, you know, you're hot, whatever. Have one, yeah. In addition to water or whatever, but yeah. have one. You get your vitamins, you get a little recovery, a little hydration, and a little caffeine. Kick I think you and buy that. Go. I think you buy them at Walmart now. You can buy them at uh, Walmart. Has them. Uh, I bought them at CVS. That's um, cool couple of the grocery stores around uh, if you go on the, like on the Killcliff website you can hit locator oh. store locator it's not correct oh. <laughs> some of them are but I've been to about five stores that say they have them and they don't He's call so, ahead no I'm too dumb for that I just like hit the one in my area and pull in oh, like, like, if I'm driving down the road and I want one I'll hit, try, try and pull yeah. in yeah but um, Sprouts has the Ignite mm. Uh, they don't have the re- uh, recover right now, um, but it's uh, yeah, a big fan of the drink because um, it's not energy drink per se. No, I mean it's got a small bit of caffeine in it, but like like I said, it's not like a pre workout or anything like that. It's just a drink that after a long day or it it was uh, it was produced or what's the word I'm looking for here? Help me out. Why they make it? Oh, for the Navy SEALs. Yeah, but what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It was the created. Okay. Formulated. Formulated. There the formula. Go. How about formulated for the SEALs, right? For uh, yeah. To get them through training and, and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, big fan of the product. So, 
If you haven't tried it, give it a try. Knock it out. It's way better than soda. Far better. Yeah, you know, you can even dilute it. Like, if you only want half a can, mm-hmm. you can put half a can and fill it up with water. Yeah. It still tastes great. Yeah. It's carbonated right out of the can, but tastes good flat. Well, it does taste good yeah. flat. I mean, you mix it with water, and it's just flavor. Yeah. Um, I put it in a cup of ice. Nice little Yeti cup, and it's good to go for a while. So. I agree. I got the Knock To It release. We had talked about John Dudley earlier, and he has his own release. He has a wide variety of releases. And when I say release, I'm talking about archery. Mm-hmm. And if you go to his website, he has his own archery equipment. And what's nice about John's stuff is that it's all quality checked by John. He actually goes through, checks the releases, checks uh, the arrow fletchers, and so everything's quality. The knock to a release, I purchased my first one last year and instantly improved my shooting. I was shooting a Scott Archery release that I had been shooting for my entire time. That's what I learned on. And, but I always knew that all the best archers shot a thumb release. And I saw Dudley's, I started following Dudley a lot and I saw his release. I'm like, that's the one I want. I bought it and I, it's, when you take it out of the package, there's a little bit of setup. You just can't take it and start using it. Mm -hmm. So you actually go to his YouTube channel or his website now. His website has how to, the, uh, the video on it. Right. Website's great. Yeah, what's great is he shows you exactly what to do, how to do it. It's super simple once you listen to the, watch the YouTube channel. A lot of times I would text John, hey, how do you do this? And he just sends me a link to the YouTube. <laughs> watch this. Watch this. Already, Hey, dummy, I already posted everything. <laughs> Read the instructions. Actually, I, that's funny because I actually asked him, how he cooks his ribs, and mm-hmm. he just sent me the recipe from... From the Traeger app? Yes. <laughs> He's like, that's what I do. This is exactly what I do. But like, you have to put something else on it. Don't no? ask me okay. dumb questions. But just go to the recipe. Yeah, that's what's great about him. It's like, he take, he doesn't have to explain it to you, because he already did. He right. just sends you the link that shows him... I, I did this already. <laughs> ...teaching you everything. Here you go. Watch this. And that, what's great about the thumb release is that when I used to archery hunt and I had the wrist released, he always had that thing around your wrist. Mm-hmm. Thumb release, and then he he actually sells a little pouch that the thumb release goes into. Holster. The holster. Yeah. And then you clip it on your <coughs> vinyl harness or your pocket. I don't suggest the pocket per se because I've had it fall off my pocket, but if you put it on your vinyl harness... It's like in line of sight. You can't not see it. You always know it's there. So then you just pop it out and you got it. Gotcha. But you, f- you feel a lot freer with your hands when you don't have that wrist strap on you. Right. So quality product. It works great. You can adjust the trigger pull. And I've heard a lot of people about letting it go. 
Mm-hmm. And really, all that is is trigger panic. Uh, and John T. teaches about that uh, target panic where people start freaking out and they just let the whole thing go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, dude, well, if you would have pulled the trigger, that wouldn't have happened. Right. So... Um, you talking about letting go, like dropping it? Oh no! Like they're Uh-oh. pulling back and they start freaking out and they let the whole thing go, release and all. Just yeah, I've seen it happen. <laughs> like my father-in-law, like he's well, he shot a wrist release for a long time, right? His whole life. So now he's he shoots so good with the knock to it. Does he? But he had this target panic where he let the whole thing go. Now he's, like, got all this anxiety about it. I'm like, dude, just hold on to it. And go to the website and watch him teach you how to use it. So, with the knock to it, they also sell a silverback. And you have to check there often because it's always sold out. The always. Silver, yes, always. That's why I bought a bunch. Because, <laughs> like, my buddy Cody needed one, and my other buddy needed one, and this other guy wanted one, and this other... Uh, I, they all go. <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah. So the silverback actually helps you learn how to shoot the knock to it. So the silverback's a great practice release to learn how to shoot the knock to it. Um, I don't have a silverback yet, but oh. I'm excited. I've been checking on the website. Checking and checking and checking. Once I find one, I'll get one. And that will be really good for at home practicing because that will teach you how to pull through. Would you hunt with that? Some people do. Would you? I wouldn't. Just because I want that ability if you have to. Punch it if you need it. If if it's like 10 yards, you got to punch it, you got to punch it. I know John wouldn't say that. Maybe he would. Uh, He might. He might. Anyways, I would. I'll just. Anyways, I think that's a great release. Check I, it out. I would agree. Um, I got one from you and shot a wrist release my whole life for the very limited yeah. shots that I had. It was completely different, and I think it helped me get better um, in a hurry. Yeah. It learned, I, I learned a lot of the things that he talked about in that. You still have a tendency, I still do at times, to kind of squeeze the trigger with my thumb. But it's a lot more subtle than uh, actually just pulling the trigger. You know what I mean? Well, like when you got a wrist release and you're just like punching it. Yeah. Like there's a lot of movement going on there. Yeah. When you're squeezing and that thing surprises, goes off, right? That's like what you want. Yeah, that that surprises what you want. Yeah, and when you get it, it the shot seems to be kind of right where you want it. Oh, look at it. Uh, oh, wow. Well. That was shocked me, but it was right where I wanted. Yep. Anyways, I don't have much more. Do you? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think uh, I think it was I think it was good, and uh, we'll definitely get into like I said, some more stuff that uh, some more of your interest and more of your uh, uh, yeah. layers. I think that'll come out so with the guest. I do too, for sure, and for you too. I mean, yeah, I'll be excited to see our first guest will be. Yeah, I am too. So we got a lot of a lot of a lot of people lined up. Um, as soon as they're available, yeah. COVID thing still has them quarantined or limited what? availability. 
Plus, good people are busy. Yes, very. So, all very. right, man. Well, thanks for coming over. Well, yeah, thanks for uh, getting under the uh, old microscope tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks for the info. Oh, thank you, man. All right, man. Later. Later.